The reason that our country is in the mess that it is in today is not because of the Republicans, it's not because of the Democrats. Let me tell you this, it's because of lame Christians. There is a reproach that comes with being a follower of Christ. We in America have tried to reshape the whole church so that it's palatable and likable in the culture. A church that is accepted well with the culture is usually not accepted well with Christ. The church is a fortress, and a fortress is strength. A fortress is might. Not only a center of defense, but a place of strategic planning and offense. Our God does not expect us to wait for the darkness to enclose around us. He expects us to take up His banner and fight the darkness with His light. You want to know what the biggest problem with America is? The wolf is this country. Gave in. Gave in to public pressure. Gave in to political correctness. One of the greatest curses this country has ever had to deal with is political correctness. Preparing the Christian to shine the light against the darkness of this world. Welcome to Our Mighty Fortress Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Miller, and welcome to the show. We have a very encouraging subject to cover today, but first, please go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button on the podcast platform which you're listening to us upon we do have several social media platforms with all sorts of material that you can listen to and read. You can also check us out on our fan page on Facebook when you type in the search bar the at symbol Mighty Fortress 313. That page just crossed over 5,000 followers, and so feel free to come check us out if you're on Facebook. We do have our material uploaded on YouTube, and that's going to expand even more, but we'll talk about that later. But if you've already checked out our videos, or if you choose to go to the channel, be sure to hit that subscribe button and help the channel grow that way. You can also take a look at our website, where everything's at, ourmightyfortress.com. We have articles and videos and even a link to our merch store there to help support the work. If you do feel so motivated to donate to the work that we do here, you can feel free to do so through our website in the established PayPal link. Of course... If we've helped you in some way through our work, we would love to hear about it. You can go ahead and email us. Pretty easy to remember. OurMightyFortress at gmail.com By following and supporting the podcast, you let me know that you care about the subjects that we discuss. Today, I want to talk about the upcoming new year, January 1st, right? And, of course, how we should approach it. Not only with the way that we look at a new year or as a new beginning, but the different things that we think about as far as changes in our lives and that sort of thing. We're going to look at how to have the right approach to a fresh new year and the goals that we set. Of course, in all that we do, we do want to make sure that the Lord is glorified. That's number one. We'll definitely talk about how to make our goals align with those of God. There are some big changes coming to the podcast, and I'm going to talk about those towards the end, and we're in a pretty exciting time as we roll into 2023. With that introduction, let's get right into this. A new year marks a new beginning, and of course, <laughs> there that usually tends to accompany New Year's resolutions. <laughs> now, it's pretty funny because when we think of New Year's resolutions, there's all sorts of ideas that come to mind. 
it was countryliving.com that has 28 New Year's resolutions to ring in 2023. <laughs> they were pretty funny. Like, one, order every drink on the Starbucks menu. I mean, that one's okay. Have a chicken party. Wait, what? <laughs> Next one is exercise your right to Taco Tuesday. I could definitely get down for that one. <laughs> and the last one, break your New Year's resolutions and don't feel guilty about it. <laughs> but, you know, hey, there's lots of different New Year's resolutions that come to mind. But as much as we've you know been tempted to balk at some of them and even balk at having them in our own life, you know, sometimes there are good things that can come from them. On a more, you know, interesting note, I, I remember back in 2007 where it was about, I'd say, two weeks, about a week and a half or so uh, before New Year for 2008. I remember being at my dad's basement. I was on leave. I was still in the Marine Corps, came back to visit my parents, and we live in Ohio and the, you know, in, in the Midwest, they have basements and stuff. My dad did the basement, like, uh, another story of the house. And I remember being in the basement with my life absolutely shattered because of all the foolishness and destruction that alcohol brought in my life. And I remember thinking to myself and I, well, I actually prayed and I, I asked God and I said, God, I don't know how in the world I destroyed my life so fast and about wrecked my career in the Marine Corps because of my drinking. And I asked him to help me. I told him I wanted to change my life for him, but I didn't know how. Could he help me? I asked him, and I said this. I actually said this. I don't want this to be some sort of stupid New Year's resolution. <laughs> Funny enough. Well, the Lord answered my prayer because after I drove to uh, California, my new duty station in Camp Pendleton, the Lord would send by a couple soul winners who would then share the gospel with me, and I would get saved, become a born-again Christian inside my barracks room with them leading me to Christ. That was back in 2008. So sometimes I look at New Year's resolutions, and I say, well, some of them can be pretty good. Besides something drastic as to what I described about myself, what are some others? Well, you could commit to studying to know and knowing the scriptures second timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 says study the show thyself approved unto god a workman that needeth not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth what is that verse saying study the word of god know what it says and know and rightly divide the word knowing hey the context in which things are said and, and that sort of thing but not only that, in knowing the scriptures, it'll, it'll help affect you and your interactions, not only with others around you, but your relationship with God. You could accomplish this in many ways. One being just doing a yearly Bible plan, just going through the scriptures bit by bit. Now, usually it's, it's not just starting at Genesis and then just striving to read through all the way to the very end. There are many Bible plans that will have chunks of the Old Testament as well as chunks of the New Testament. If you follow the plan, you'll complete the Bible, uh, the whole Bible, in its entirety in one year. Now, this is very interesting because how many people have never read the Bible from cover to cover? How many Christians I'm speaking to have never read the Bible from cover to cover? Not bits and pieces, from cover to cover. This is very important. It reminds me of... 
an atheist who responded to a Christian apologist want to be a Christian apologist. And he and the atheist asked him and says, have you read the Bible from the first word of Genesis to the last word of Revelation? And the Christian responded, no, I haven't. Atheist says, well, if it's not that important to you, why should the Bible be important to me? That's very convicting. I would probably say that we would have a completely different kind of America if people, Christians specifically, understood and knew the scriptures in its entirety, knew the heart of God, knew the mind of God. Our country will look a whole lot different. So let this start with you in the new year, learning the scriptures more closely. How about another New Year's resolution? Committing to having a better marriage. Ephesians chapter 5, starting in verse 21. Submitting yourselves one to another in fear of God. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ... So let the wives be subject to their own husbands and everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water of the word, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. End quote. Not one single person on this planet is perfect. So when you bring two imperfect people together you're going to have conflicts at times and that can range in its you know scope and how bad or or whatever it is but when two individuals say to themselves well i'm going to strive to be the spouse the husband or the wife that god wants me to be and they both commit themselves uh to to that promise to god well the Lord will bless that marriage. And even if you, if one spouse is more reluctant to the change, you'd be absolutely surprised and shocked how that particular spouse can be influenced for the, for the better by the other one. And all it takes is striving to follow God's example. Another new is resolution. Let's say committing yourself to being a better witness for Jesus Christ. That's found in the great commission that's Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20, which says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came up, came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even till the end of the world. Amen. End quote. This is another one where our entire country would look a lot different if Christians were mindful of the people around them, if they would be a better witness for Jesus Christ. As that song, uh, If Everyone Were to Reach One, uh, I can't remember the lyrics to it, but just that thought that if every one Christian would reach another one, you'd literally reach the entire world in a small amount of time. And of course, don't get me wrong, there are many different ways to do evangelism. There are many churches that go out on any given day and they'll do what's called soul winning or uh, some sort of other evangelism. But that might be just one day a week. Well, 
there are seven days in the week. <laughs> so it means you've got six other days in which you interact with the people around you. Do you carry gospel tracts with you? Do you ask God for opportunities to witness the people around you? I think you'd be shocked, actually. You, you actually pray that. You better be ready, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I've done that, and it's very easy to get caught off guard because a situation, God will just throw you one right away, and you're like, oh, wow, already? <laughs> and then here you are witnessing that person. But you never know. You might be the answer to somebody's prayer. Just like me being in my dad's basement in 2007, not knowing anything about the Lord, but wanting to know. Well, I go to my new duty station and the two soul winners, I believe it was Jason and Chris that came. They didn't know. They had no clue that they would be answering my prayer through God. And that means God heard my prayer. That's amazing. So the same is true for you. You never know who you'll talk to. You don't know how you're going to be used of God. There are seven days in a week. Ask God for opportunities. But that starts with carrying gospel tracts with you. That starts with having the gospel in your heart, meaning that you know the verses to be able to give people. Because it's not just your own philosophy. You have to know the scriptures. Going back to our first uh, New Year's resolution, right? Knowing the scriptures in your heart to be able to share with somebody and be able to lead them to Christ. Imagine if you would do that. One person's life could be changed. Many people's lives could be changed if you keep doing it throughout the year. Marriages could be put back together. Relationships made stronger. I mean, just unbelievable things could take place. So it really is worth doing this, even if you can't really think of any other resolution to make your life better. This is definitely one that every Christian should do. Of course, you could say commit to being a better Christian. There are many ways to do this too. We all have our pet sins, okay, or the sins that so easily beset us, as Paul said. But think of it like this. Who are we trying to please? We're trying to please God. Now, of course, if our sins are, you know, tend to hinder other people, especially in relationships, then of course, it's not just pleasing God, it's pleasing your spouse or whatever else, right? Of course, being a better Christian leads back to also being a better witness because think about it in the workplace where, let's just say, people don't even really know that you're a Christian. Isn't that something? I have found more and more that if you just act like a Christian, strive to have the word in your heart, you know the principles of the word of God, you just become separated from everybody else just by default because people, they know because you stand, you don't drink, you don't curse, you don't do the things that worldly people do well you're going to stand out automatically well that's a good thing because then you'd be surprised again going back to the witnessing aspect how many people are hurting who are looking for god or looking for something different to have that change in their life you could be that witness there are all sorts of other than spiritual you know commitments that you could do not that those are wrong or anything for instance hey Living healthier, eating healthier. Maybe that entails losing some weight. That's always a good thing. How about getting stronger? Or how about committing to getting out of debt? Now, this one is actually really, really good, okay? Because there are plenty of statistics that say that the average American is tens of thousands of dollars in debt. Now, that may or may not apply to you, but the Bible does say in Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 7, the rich ruleth over the poor and the borrower is servant 
to the lender, end quote. This can be very important because if all of your finances are tied up because of covetousness, right? We all have to have that big screen TV or whatever, and we're blowing money. Think about how that can hinder the work of God. Well I, well, I can't afford gas to go and go to church or go and do this activity for the church, or I can't afford to give for some program for the church. Well, why not? And again, this may or may not apply to you. And whenever, we, whenever you talk about money, and this is part of the reason why the Bible talks a lot about how to handle money, because it is near and dear to our hearts. Even the world says that you can find out the real person when it comes to money, because people can get really nasty and really scandalous very quick when it comes to money. And that just shows the evil in people's hearts. But don't let that be said of us as Christians, right? Let us be able to handle our money wisely, not be uh, in debt and be slaves to the credit cards and into whatever loans that we might have. Now, I'm not saying, hey, I have a house or this or that or whatever. You can't have a house, uh, you know, a housing loan or whatever. Hey, that's okay. But just be a good steward of your finances because money, hey, it makes the world go round. And if we want to do things for the Lord, hey, it's going to be able to take money. It's going to be able to take money to be able to go and do these programs with the church or through the church or to be a blessing to somebody. Let's just say there's a brother or sister in need. Well, I don't have any money because I'm I'm broke for this or that or whatever. Like, Well, we can miss out on opportunities or miss out on opportunities just to be a blessing, period. And God rewards us greatly when we are. I can tell you firsthand, firsthand, that when you're very generous financially, God unbelievably blesses you. Now, I don't want to talk about that specifically, obviously. I don't want to talk about you know the things that I've done, but I, I can tell you firsthand that I wasn't trying to get any, you know, acclaim for the things that I did, you know, for certain people, but man. God paid attention because a little later on, God did something for me and my wife that would not only repay that, but more. I mean, it's just amazing. And the giving should be out of the abundance of our heart. We should want to give. We should be very generous as Christians, but we can't do that if we're in debt. <laughs> so getting out of debt, letting 2023 have us at net zero for debt. Hey, that would be awesome. That would be an outstanding commitment for the Lord. But no matter what goal you do set to try to achieve, you can have goals, but if you don't have dots to connect it to, you know, to in order to achieve the goal, then you never will achieve it. There are lots of people, and I tell this to uh, young people who are striving for maybe some sort of profession or whatever they want to do, but I do tell this of you know, middle-aged people too, and older people, you know, they, they tend to know these things, but even still, if you have a goal, that's great to have a goal, but if you're not connecting the dots in order to get and to achieve it, then you don't ever go anywhere. There are a lot of people who have lofty goals, things that they want to do, but they don't get any traction and, or ever achieve it because they never actually planned to achieve it. And each little dot that you connect I mean, it's like a little victory step by step that encourages you to help strive and achieve what you want to achieve. But again, if you don't make the little dots, think of it like a connect the dot puzzle. 
you're making these little dots go along and then here's at the end is the grand goal and you label each of those dots what you have to do in order to achieve the grand goal well as time progresses you go with the dot to dot to dot to dot and before you know it you're at the end which is the goal that you want to achieve so this is very important and of course this doesn't just apply to new year's resolutions but anything that you want to achieve but when you think about it what should be the real priorities for us in our lives as christians there's nothing wrong with trying to achieve let's say i want to buy a house in 2023 or i want a better job in 2023 or i want to do this or do that there's nothing necessarily wrong with that let's say you have a spiritual goal i want to achieve this i want to read my bible from cover to cover in a year i want to be a better christian i want to be a better evangelist i want to do um, better for the Lord. Those can be great aspirations. But the real priority overall in our life is to give glory to the Lord. As it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. End quote. This all wraps around being in the will of the Lord. And if you make the Lord the real priority in your life, he will tremendously bless you. As I said previously, I can tell you personally, not just financially, but just in other areas of my life where God has richly blessed me when I just strove to choose him. Now, I can't, I can't say I've always been perfect at that, but the times where I just strive, sometimes not even knowing how to do it, but just keep pushing forward, the Lord richly blesses me. There was even a time in my Christian life where I felt like I was just stumbling around not really knowing the will of God or if I was even where the Lord wanted me to be. But you know what? A new beginning is realizing that God's path is not what we necessarily want it to be. Rather, it starts with where you're at now with the Lord. Because the Lord's going to take us through the ups and the downs, the, the mountains and the valleys of life. But either way, if you strive to put the Lord first, the Lord will bless you. It took me just realizing, well, if I just keep pushing forward, going forward, making the Lord first and just going forward, just being mindful of when he shines a light on the next step of my life, I'll take the next step. When I did that, life became so much easier, actually. The Lord took care of me. He, I, I, I tell God all the time. Or I asked God, I said, God, can you make this decision as Barney style as possible? You know, the big purple dinosaur, the kids show, you know, oh, I love you. You love me. You know, big purple dinosaur. Like the Lord, <laughs> Lord, could you make it the this decision as, as Barney style as possible so I don't mess it up somehow? I mean that too. I really do mean that. Because why? I want to be able to please the Lord. You can do the same. And the Lord will bless you that way. I mean, he will make it easy. This is the route he wants you to go, or he wants to do this or whatever. He will do that for you. Pray it. I I challenge you. Go ahead and pray. The Lord will deliver that. Either way, that brings us into the last segment of the podcast. I told you there are going to be some uh, real positive changes coming to the podcast, and I know we have lots of listeners and that type of thing. I do have a plan for the podcast as we advance into the new year. And it's really going to revolve around how we record and promote each episode. This means that I'm going to take about a month or so off 
to be able to set up a new equipment and, and have it, uh, the environment suitable for recording. I'm actually going to have our base implementation with our recording and dealing with YouTube. We're still going to use the pop, uh, the, the uh, podcast platforms, all the various platforms, whether it's iTunes or uh, Podbean or Tuned In. So we're still going to use all of those, of course. But it's going to be hubbed on YouTube where you can actually see uh, me as well. It's a little more uh, personable and it makes it easier for people who aren't used to listening to the podcast platforms. They listen to YouTube. They can actually see and watch too because the standard platform background is kind of kind of rough. So you give people something to see and also the, the face-to-face is pretty good, you know. But that being said... It's going to take a little time to set all that up, and there's, there's a few things that I have to do with that. So taking about a month or so break off of the podcast is going to be real good for me. But also, we're, we are still going to push the the website and the, the Facebook page and other sorts of little uh, media that we do. We're going to be writing articles and other types of content, and I try to put out some funny memes every now and again. <laughs> uh, spiritual, of course. <laughs> but then, of course, we have memes as well for... Um, you know, daily blessings and scriptures and that types of uh, that type of thing. With YouTube, I do want to do a lot more shorts. And I've got all sorts of ideas as to theological topics and even some of the events and the news we'll be doing as it pertains to the scriptures. It's going to be real, real good. And you're probably going to see the shorts a lot sooner than the actual uh, video podcast because those are a lot easier to make. Of course, and all of what I said with the previous podcast that we did, I mean, it's these are all standalone subjects that you can listen to and learn. So feel free to go back in time from the time we did just very various subjects. They all stand alone. They're not time-based in a way, like a news event or something like that. They all stand alone and are great, and I hope it's a real blessing to you because we spend hours, hours, and hours each week just preparing these to uh, help Christians grow because the target audience of this podcast was to develop and grow Christians. Please pray for God's leading as we advance with the podcast from here and just the right implementation of media and that sort of thing. And please pray for our website that more traffic will come to it and not only to be a blessing to Christians, but also to reach the the lost world for Christ. We're going to have some more uh, evangelism type media as well on there. I would also like to have some more apologetics type media to be able to help grow Christians and to be able to combat some of the vile heresies that this world produces. But all of that takes time and effort and money and that type of things. And the Lord has blessed me richly and I'm very thankful for that. So we're going to be able to um, help develop the podcast and just strive to do the best that I can for him. This whole podcast and all the media and really all that we, we do should be just to be uh, put forth the glory of the Lord. And that's what we try to do here. So that being said, please pray for us. Like I said, we'll take about a month off. You'll start seeing shorts on YouTube here pretty soon. But we'll take a month off from the podcast and then we'll come right back into it and there'll be a lot more media. With that being said, think about what I said uh, about the New Year's beginning and the resolutions and how to think about that right and just put forth the glory of the Lord. I pray the Lord will bless you mightily. I want to thank you for listening and be sure to follow us on the podcast media. Please take a look at our website, OurMightyFortress.com and subscribe for more updates. Stay tuned next time for more great content and remember to find your refuge and strength in Our Mighty Fortress.